Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't going to tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Morning. To all like five of you. <laughs> if y'all think it's weird watching online, you should be in a shop that could double as an Al-Qaeda something you know filming it's it's pretty crazy uh but anyway we'll we'll make it through this and uh i just want to say thank you to all of our people here that's in the shop today we have a shop heater that runs on kerosene and so if i get a little bit giggly it's because you know uh fume high so anyway uh Save the Cowboys, a sick pen for sinners, not a show ring for saints. We say it every single week. We'll continue to say it. Everybody is welcome here. You're welcome to grow here. Okay, that, that is the point of what we do. I mean, I don't care where you've been in the past or where you want to be in the future. Well, I hope I know where you want to be in the future. But you're welcome to worship with us. But our main goal here is to take at least one step forward every single week. And, and man, some of those steps are easy. And some of them are hard. We'll talk about four things today that uh, maybe you don't need all four of these things uh, like I did. But I'm sure that there's something that God will talk to you about. So if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. Ty talked about going and tagging calves on Thursday. And really Thursday was the first time in probably four or five months that I had been horseback, and um, I, I was kind of worried. I, I didn't do a whole lot this winter as far as the ranch goes. I was focusing on the ministry and, you know, live stream and, and growing myself and, and all this other stuff, but I was a little bit worried about how Butthead would act because, well, you know his name, and anyway, so we get out there, and, and, and my horse is doing good and everything, and it. uh we get out there and we get all the cows pushed up into a corner and it's, it's Mitch on one side and then Robert and then me and Daryl's on the other side. And me and Mitch are going to do all the roping until Ty and Brett got there. And so I look over at Mitch and he looks over at me and I tell him, you go ahead. And so Mitch rides into the herd and he's not two steps in and a cow hits him just boom. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, it's going to be one of those days. But anyway, he got one roped and we got it tagged and then it was my turn to go in there and, and get something roped. So I, I went in there and I was like, okay, come on. It's been a long time, you know, getting my old shoulder warmed up and everything. And I reached down and whew, threw it right in the dirt, cold back up, tried to heal it, threw it right in the dirt. And now the cow and the calf, they're starting to run off. So not only did I miss, but now they're, they're running off where they shouldn't be. So I go out there to bring them back around and I'm already getting frustrated and it's only my third loop and, I, and I'm, I'm tied on. And I reach out there and I throw a long shot with kind of a big loop and I catch that calf right around the neck. And just as I'm jerking my slack, that calf bawled a little bit and mama turned to look and see what was going on. And she stepped right in my loop as it was fixing to come tight. So all I could imagine was being tied on to a little bitty calf with mama's leg stuck in the loop and it was going to go to crap really quick. So I popped my, uh, 
my rope off and everything and let everything fall off and got in there and finally got everything headed and, and did a did an okay job. You know, and all the working out that I've been doing, I've been working out for about a year and a half and um, I don't know if it was me or Mitch that had headed one, but I think I did. And, and I got off to flank and, and Butthead's a pretty tall horse. And, you know, those calves look about this big whenever you get them roped. And I thought, I'll just go down the rope and I'll just flank this thing. So I got off and I go down the rope. And when I get down to the end of the rope, um, I thought he was about a little bigger than a newborn. Well, he was about two days from being a yearling. And I got down there and it seemed like this calf's back was like right here. And I thought, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this done. But just about the time I went to flank, he jumped, which helped me. And I flanked him like a NFR calf roper. And, and Robert laughed and said, a year ago, you wouldn't have been able to do that. So, you know, everything was working out uh, pretty nice. And then, uh, Mitch and I think it was Ty healed a cow. And so me and Robert both had to get off and tell this cow down and I was able to do it. And it's, it's nice when, when hard work pays off, but you know, for the last four or five months, I've really been focused on my growth as a man and as a Christian which are basically the same thing for me. I, I don't think I can be one without the other. And I want to share with y'all four things that God has had me focused on. And maybe they can help you too. I took a back seat to cowboying and I was able to do that for two reasons. Number one is because we got really good cowboys that, that come and work for Save the Cowboy. And a lot of other good cowboys that's willing to help any time uh, we need them. And, but, you know, up until about four or five months ago, I'd been cowboying pr pretty steadily for about 10 years out here. And uh, whenever, when everyone else said that they would love to be horseback and working cattle, I wanted to get away from it for a little while. And so yesterday, I was, whenever I went out, I was really worried about my roping because, I mean, I haven't really done anything from the back of a horse in four or five months. But you know what? I, I roped better than I usually do. And I'm not saying that it was absolutely great, but once I got that first calf out of the way, I, I did pretty good. Now, sometimes I didn't let go of my loop. I'd just ride up to a calf and just <laughs> lay it on the head. But a catch is a catch in my book. I don't care. Y'all can be super punchers if you want to, but I'm just going to catch. So, uh, and, and we had to load a bull and... Anyway, me and Daryl went after this bull, and he was kind of being a little bit obstinate. And uh, my horse worked really, really good for for what he is and the amount of time I spend on him. And I, I was really, really impressed. I roped a lot better because I was rejuvenated. I think my horse worked good because I had really worked him pretty hard the year before. Have you? taking a rest lately. You know, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Now, th there's probably not very many people 
that haven't heard that verse. I don't know how many times I've used that verse in, in a message or anything, but the one thing that I want you to understand about that, that verse, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest, is that Jesus didn't say it at the end of his ministry. He said it at the very beginning. And, and I think that's very, very important that, that we understand that rest should be one of the first things that we seek, not something we try to find when everything has, you know, gone to hell in a handbasket. Learn to rest before you get tired, because once you get tired, man, everything just starts going downhill. It, it took me nearly nine years to get tired, but once you're tired and you keep going, then that's when burnout starts to happen, and it's very important. Jesus, I can't tell you how many times I could have looked it up, but many times, man, he, he went away to pray, and, and he wasn't healing anybody, and he wasn't feeding 5,000 people, and he wasn't raising anybody from the dead, but he was resting in prayer. For the last four or five months, God has focused on me to learn how to rest, but he also wanted me to reevaluate my purpose, to reevaluate my purpose. Was my ultimate purpose in life cowboying or spreading the good news? And Without anybody taking me the wrong way, I was working cattle enough that I was putting off my studying, my reading, my writing, and talking with others in order to go work cattle. I had to finally decide after a lot of prayer and while I was resting, I thought, if I could only do one of these, which one would it be? And that would be spreading the gospel, spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. I, I can give up cowboying and I, I don't want to, but I don't think that God asked me to give it up. He just asked me to get my priorities in line. You know, don't, don't forsake my main purpose for something else. I found a quote, or actually I saw this quote, and I think that God sent it to me. It says, never put passion in front of principle. Even if you win, you lose. Never put passion in front of principle. Even if you win, you lose. Now, that was uh, said by a great wise man named Mr. Miyagi. And uh, <laughs> wax on, wax off, right? I mean, there's, there's lots of lessons uh, in that. But, you know, Jesus nearly said the same thing. Okay, and I'm not comparing Mr. Miyagi to Jesus by any means or Jesus to Mr. Miyagi. But Jesus said in Matthew chapter six, verse 33, he said, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be given to you. Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be given unto you. Thank God has really been working on me the last four or five months of learning to rest, not not. Rest when you're, when you're super tired or burned out or everything is bad. But, but learn to rest before you get to that point. And he also told me to get my purpose and my priorities in line. And then here lately, he's really been working on me about what am I doing with the opportunities that I've been giving. You know... Uh, we have some special needs kids, and so uh, 
and with my asthma and stuff like that, with the coronavirus and everything, we haven't been going anywhere. I mean, I, I went and worked cows, but for the most part, you know, if we go out in public, it's just to Walmart or Safeway or something like that to try to find toilet paper. And, and I'm, I'm still looking. And, uh, but I've used this quarantine or this stay at home or, or something like that. Usually I would get up every morning, I would go to the office and, and I would write and I would work. And then I'd go work out, then I'd go pick up my son from school, and then I'd come home. But now that I'm not doing that, I use this quarantine to reconnect with my wife and children. And, and, it, and it, it really amazes me how used to on social media, you would see everybody, oh, I work too hard, I wish I could have a day off, and, and all of this stuff. And I'm not making light of people that have lost their jobs or are struggling or anything. But what are you doing with the opportunities? We can't change things. But we can make the most of our opportunities. And I've used this opportunity to reconnect with my wife and children instead of griping and complaining. You know, I used to go to the gym four or five days a week. And, you know, I I haven't been able to do that. And so the other day, I've got some little push-up. I don't know. There are little bars that you set on the floor that it's not as hard on your wrists. And and I got over there and and I did... uh, I did sets of 50 and I did 200 push-ups and I thought, well, you know, it's not the same as going and bench pressing 225 pounds, you know, and stuff like that. But, you know, you make the most of what you could do. And and then I've got this little uh, ab roller, roller ball thing that's got two handles on it and a wheel in the middle. That is sent by Satan himself. And I had never done 30 not not at one time, but e- even in sets. I'd never done 30 before, but I'm at home and I'm wanting to work hard and I don't have all the equipment that the gym has. So I got on there and, and, and I did me 10. And my goal was to get to 30. And so I rested for like nine hours. And, and, I, and I started my second, not, <laughs> I didn't rest for nine hours. And I did another 10 and I rested. And then I did another 10 and I got to 30 and that was a world record. And I thought, man, I can go more. So I did another 10. That was 40. And I was like, man, I think I can get to 50. So I did 50. And then I was like, I'm feeling pretty good. So I went to 100. I'd never done 30. And I went to 100. That was stupid. (laughs) I couldn't hardly breathe. It felt like I had broken ribs and a broken sternum. And I was all walking around like this. And and like 97, 98, 99, and 100. uh, that was not good form. I, I can assure you it was not good form. What are you doing with your opportunities though? I mean, I work out a lot and a lot of times I'm not even sore, but after doing 200 push-ups and a hundred of that rollerball thing, man, I couldn't, I couldn't hardly move for two days. Not only did I use the quarantine to, as an opportunity to reconnect with my wife and kids, and not only did I use it to do something different, than I usually do at the gym. I've really been focused on being present in the moment instead of the past or the future. I, I suffer from really bad, really bad anxiety. And, and you know, I, I worry about things that, that have happened in the past. And I worry about if I do this, the, you know, the leadership is the fine art of deciding who to make mad. I mean, anytime we make a decision to save the cowboy, half the people are patting you on the back and the other half are threatening to leave. So it's just part of what we do. Uh, 
But <laughs> I focused on being present in the moment instead of the past or the future. I, I didn't really realize how often I missed all the things God was doing in my life right now because I was too busy focused on what, was hap- what had happened in the past or what I was worried about was going to happen in the future. In Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19, God talks about living in the past. He said, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. And and you know, that word behold, man, it says, take notice right now. Don't, Don't miss what is happening right now. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Do you not see it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. God says, man, don't live in the past. Man, I I know that some of y'all struggle from a lot of trauma from maybe your childhood or an abusive relationship or or whatever. But man, you're, you're not there anymore. You may not be responsible for what happened to you back then, but you are responsible for what you do right now moving forward. And looking back on that stuff is not going to help anything. But it's not just about looking at the past. A lot of us worry about the future. What are we going to do about jobs? And what, are, you know, what if this? What if that? I mean, we have gone from uh, preaching to 200 people in a little town of 600 to, to eight people that helped me set up the live stream. And if you don't think that's weird, you don't know. It is extremely weird. But Jesus says in Matthew 6, 34, right after that other verse that we just read, he said, so don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Live in the present. Man, Pay attention to what's going on, man. You know what I see right now? I can't see you. You can see me. But what I see right now is, man, I see nine people right here in a little old shop and it's cold and we're kerosene high and, you know, there's dirt and oil stains on the floor and we've got everything set up, man. And I am so thankful. I am so thankful. I miss everybody. I miss seeing the 200 or 300 people. I am so thankful for the group that is gathered here today and especially the group that is watching online with us right now. Remember not the former things nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Man, what I've been working on the last four or five months is learning how to rest. Not until you get tired, before you get tired. And I've also been working on my purpose and my priorities. Where do those lie? Man, my, my priorities in life is not cowboy. Now, I, I use that. But my priority is God and God alone. What are you doing with your opportunities? I've tried to make the most out of mine. Are you making the most out of yours? And finally, the last one is probably the hardest one. If you thought resting was hard or finding your purpose and, and getting your priorities in line or, or, or being present in the moment is hard, here's the other thing. And this is, might be the number one thing 
that has really helped me grow, a cowboy essential for growth over the last four or five months, is that I asked for help. I asked for help. Asking for help is a sign of strength, not weakness. Asking for help is a sign of strength, not weakness. And and one of the hardest things for people in our culture, and I'm not just talking about cowboys, but people in our culture, is, is to ask for help. To say, you know what, I'm lacking in this area and it seems like you're good at it. Could, could, you, could you help me out a little bit? I have leaned on my friends, all of them sitting in this shop right now. I have leaned on at one time or another. I've asked my wife how I can be a better husband. I didn't know the list was so long. <laughs> I thought I was pretty good, but I've got a long way to go. I've asked God to teach me how to be a better father. I've asked mentors to help me with various problems. I even see a counselor twice a month. Most of y'all didn't know that. I go see a professional counselor twice a month for an unbiased opinion. Not because things are that bad, but because I don't want to reach that point. I don't want to reach the point that that I hit rock bottom before I ask for help, man. The worst thing about getting bucked off is not falling off your horse. It's the sudden stop. I don't want to hit rock bottom. So if there's something I can do, I've got, I've got great friends. I've got a great wife. I've got a great God. I've got a great counselor. And all of these things are available to me so that I don't hit rock bottom, so that I can continue to grow. You know, for simplicity's sake, let's say that there's four levels of wellness. Okay, four levels of wellness. Great, good, okay, and bad. You know, I, I look at them like a slide. Okay, you, you remember those slides that were made out of, of, of mirrored sheet metal in Texas that, you know, they were like 175 degrees and you would just scorch yourself on them. You know, we had one at the park in Big Lake, Texas, where I grew up, and it kind of had a dip in it, and, you know, you could grease yourself a little bit and go flying down there and break bones. It was great. Well, you know, going downhill is easy. You can go from great to good to okay to bad like that. But going from bad to okay, man, that's like climbing up a greased rope. It's a lot harder to go up than it is to go down. I didn't want to wait till things were bad to ask for help. So I asked my friends. I asked my wife. I asked my God. Not in that order. I even sought professional help. Not because things were bad. Because I didn't want it to get bad. I I, I, I want to be on the great level. And and I was wavering between good and okay. and, And that wasn't okay with me. Waiting until things are bad leaves a long way just to get back to good. In Proverbs 17, 22, the wisest man that ever lived said, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. Which one of those two do you really feel like? Do you feel like you have a cheerful heart that's good medicine for yourself and for those around you? Or would you say that your spirit is broken and your strength is gone? 
If that's the case, which one of these or maybe all of these is God talking to you about right now? Do you need to take a break? Do you desperately need some rest? Don't wait until you're just absolutely give out, man. Learn to rest, not quit. Man, when you give out and you burn out, you end up quitting. Don't learn to quit. Learn to rest before it gets bad. Are your priorities where they should be? Seriously, are your priorities where they should be? What are you doing right now with the opportunities you've been given? Are you present in the moment right now? Or are you constantly distracted by things that are unimportant? And finally, have you asked for help? We were never meant to do this alone. We're a church family. I consider everybody in this shop right now, I consider them family. But it's not just limited to here. Uh, We want to be part of your family. We want to be the church, not go to church, but be the church and have brothers and sisters and and aunts and uncles and grandparents and wise people and people that are learning and people that are teaching. Man, this is what we're made for. Have you asked for help? Have you gone to God and asked for wisdom? There's a lot of things that we can do. And I think it's time for all of us to grow. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, you said that if we have need of wisdom, we should merely ask for it and you will give it without reproach. The wisdom you give us is found in you, not the world. Help us to rest in your grace and work hard to share the mercy that you've shown us. Let us cast away the anxieties, worries, complaints, and sin that hold us back from truly following you. Heal us, love us, and give us all we need to know you better. And it's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.